welcome to the Nerd Out episode 112. I am Lisa. I'm Rich Pete. We're girls, we nerd out. You can find us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, you can email us, info at the nerd out. You can listen to us on iTunes or on Stitcher or on our website, thenerdout.com, uh, where we post a link to just listen to it there, if that's your thing. Kind of weird, but we're not here to judge you. <laughs> uh, welcome, everybody. It's, uh, you know, we're here again. When was the last time you recorded? Like two weeks ago. Yeah, we're, we're on a roll. We're on a roll. You're doing fucking good. Yeah. Did I mention last time that I have a cat? No, tell the peeps. You showed me, yeah. you showed pre, pre-recording yeah. you were doing it. Uh, we adopted a cat. And so now we have a cat. Her name is Adelaide, but she goes by Addie. Addie, love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's pretty cute. She talks a lot. Um, part of the reason that I mentioned her is that you may hear her in the background. She has <laughs> a lot to say. She's super cute. Much to my dismay, she wants to say a lot of it at 3 a.m. Oh, oh, word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and she's in the room with you guys? Uh, no, negative. She uh, does not get to come in the bedroom. Uh, um, she gets to come in in the morning, like when I'm brushing my teeth and stuff. Yeah. Um, but she does not sleep on the bed mm. or in the room because uh, some of us are very sensitive sleepers. And cannot right. uh, the potential the potential animal interruptions. Got it. Yeah. Um, well, I'm, I was excited to see that you got a new cat. She's Thanks. gorgeous. She's black. Yeah. Super cute. She's tiny um, and black, and she's really adorable. I'm not a big fan of cats, but a lot of my friends have cats. Yeah. So you know, I can admire them from afar. Yeah. Um, because uh, I took an allergy test yesterday, and I'm allergic to highly, highly allergic to cats. Oh, what about dogs? And I'm highly, I'm pretty allergic to dogs too, and horses. I'm, I'm allergic to everything. Fish. Two pages worth of shit. So. How about, how about fish? Um, they don't, they don't do that. Salmon. Yeah. I think I'm a little bit allergic to salmon. Maybe you could have an aquarium, and those could be your pets. Yeah, maybe. Well, this, he said that because um, the Supernatural Bear got it, too. We, it, it was a whole day yesterday. I felt like we lived there. And uh, he was so bummed because he's like, oh, I have, you know, dog cousins and stuff. And then he's like, oh, we can't get a dog. And then the allergist is like, no, you can get a dog. He's like, you know, we could start you on these sublingual immunotherapy. Yeah. And then he's like, you'll be fine. Okay. Yeah, for dogs. So we'll see. Um yeah. So, anyway, uh, yeah, that's our that's the that's our third um, co-host. So she's currently sleeping. But if you hear her in the background, that's who that is. Nice, Addie, super cute. Yeah. Um. So you know, going into last week, we had um two things. I think one thing, two things from someone post comments. Yeah, and comments then, about the podcast. Yeah, and this week we have one from Maria Wren. Okay. Who I happen to know, she is the owner of Smart Education. You go to DesertRobotics.com. She's the one that is the owner and runs the nonprofit that does these amazing steam camps here. Uh, and the Supernatural Bear, like, he'll do three weeks in a row during winter break where he's okay. there from, like, 830 to 430 every day. Okay. She's fantastic. Um, but she, she, she started listening, which I was a little, like— you know, when people that you meet at certain times, 
Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, like I, I know where you're going with this. You know, like you're you're like you don't tell them that you do a podcast, you know, uh-huh. but they maybe see it on your, you know, on your socials or something, or I don't know, maybe you casually mention it for some nerdy reason. And then she was like, oh, she's like, I started listening. I was like, oh, I go, well, it's not safe for work. You know, like just like to preface, like, you know, and then so she wrote a comment. She said, um, this podcast is fucking hilarious. Like going out for drinks with your friends, taking shots and talking shit. I can't believe <laughs> I waited so long to listen. So oh, turned out okay. Thank that, you so much, Maria. That Thank is you. so sweet. I love that. And I totally <laughs> understand. Like it's not it's not for public consumption necessarily. It, like uh, Yeah. I don't <laughs> care if I don't know you. Yeah, totally. Like, like, okay. You know, there are sometimes people you work with, teachers, you're like, ugh. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but yeah, cool. Maria, we'll drop a couple of F-bombs in your honor. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, thanks for listening and everything like that. But you know, what's funny too is she listened. I was like, oh, did you hear the Supernatural Bears bonus? She goes, oh, I didn't know. She was like, now I got to go back. And she's like, I'll listen to them from now on and stuff like that. So I think yeah. she'll get a kick when she listens to, to the ends, the bonus rounds or whatever. Um, yeah. And for those of you who don't listen, um, he usually can, helps us conduct a mic check, which we include after the closing credits. Yeah, little bonus. So he'll sing, beatbox, or like, you know, because last week he, he paid me a lot of change to be a sponsor. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So he's currently thinking about what he's going to do um, after this. Uh, so, okay, let's talk about events and things. What we got going on? Um, well, right now, uh, we're coming at you from the nascent, uh, the nascent beginnings of the coronavirus mm. epidemic. Mm-hmm. And if you are anything like me and probably like Ritzy, like you've been seeing people talking about it on like social media or it's like, it's on the news all the time and you don't pay a whole lot of attention. Cause you're like, whatever, whatever, whatever. Like every few years it's like, Oh, it's bird flu. It's SARS. It's whatever. And it's like never anything that touches you. So you're like, whatever. I don't need to be worried about this. Um, I am officially worried about this. Yeah. When your people are using pandemics, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I think that it's kind of a, I hate this expression, perfect storm. Like Mm. it kind of, everything's kind of ready for this to happen. And, uh, I listen to a podcast that I listen to almost every day called coincidentally the daily. Uh. It is done by the New York times and they interview a writer, um, usually, and the writer kind of talks about like a big story that they've been working on. Um, and for me, it's like the perfect way to get my news because I don't have to hear about a lot of things. I just have to hear a lot about one thing and learn a lot about it. So they, um, they interviewed the guy who is the, he's been covering like, um, communicable diseases or like, you know, kind of various, um, various health issues around the world for like, I don't know, 20 years, 30 years. Oh, okay. Expert. Yeah. So, you know, you could call him an expert and they said, uh, he was like, so like, how scary is this? Yeah. It's like, you know, I'm a reporter. I don't like to do things like this, but I would say, yeah, you could be scared. Oh my. Yeah. He was like, he said, um, like 
part of the problem, and I know this from from a friend of mine, uh, Shay Lafunk, who yeah, Shay who has people she works with pretty closely in China that she's okay. in contact with. And, um, they have told her like, like whatever you're hearing, trust me, it's 10 times worse. Oh, fuck. Yeah. So there's that. And, um, just with, so this guy was saying that like the way that it is communicable and the, um, what they sort of think is the mortality rate, which is, um, twice as high as regular flu. And, um, the incubation time they think can be up to a month. Mm-hmm. You're infectious the whole time. Oh. Don't realize you're sick. And, uh, yeah. And like, you know, kind of the way that a lot of industry in China is already shutting down and Southeast Asia is kind of next. And then there was like that huge spike in a, in like a ton of cases, like just overnight in Italy and Mm. somebody went into California and was like, hi, I'm afraid that I have it. And they said, okay, well, have you traveled internationally? And they said, no. And they were like, okay, well, you don't meet the criteria to be tested, go home. And lo and behold, that person was the first person diagnosed in California. Mm. They, They came back two weeks later and they're like, I feel terrible. And they were like, oh, so you've been walking around infecting people for the past two weeks. Great. And so he said that this reporter said that it reminded him of, um, of the 1918 influenza, um, I don't know, pandemic. I guess it was a pandemic. And he said that um, the, it, it had about the same mortality rate. And so he was like, that means that, you know, you probably, you didn't die, probably. But you knew somebody who died. You knew a couple of people who died. Might have been, uh, been your sister, might have been your friend, might have been your boss, might have been, like, the guy who mowed your lawn. Who knows? But you knew somebody for sure. And he said that, like, in the way that it spreads and in the mortality rate, this is very similar to that. And so he said if you extrapolate that to say, let's say your sort of immediate vicinity of people is 300 people. That's your friends, your family, your coworkers, the people that you kind of know, like neighbors, that you're like, hey, what's up? You know, kind of friends and acquaintances, that circle. In Of those 300 people, six of them would die. Ooh. That's kind of a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a lot. Um, I have a friend who I just spoke to that we were thinking of maybe doing something with a uh, product line for something coming up. And he was like, usually it's a two to three month situation, but now it's more like five, six months because my, you know, the factories that I work with, the companies I work with are in China and with the virus, I was like, oh yeah. He goes, I go, what are they telling you? He's like, he's like, yeah. He's like, you know, it was a holiday. So that kind of messed shit yeah. up because then pe- the workers went home, but when they, they couldn't come back to the factory because of all the, the border closures. Yeah. He's like, he's like, cause they're losing a lot of people, whether they're getting sick or they just can't get back from where they went to back home for the holiday and stuff. And I was just like, fucking shit. And then now, you know, people are pointing out how, you know, Mike, Mike Pence is now leading the the U S response and how, you know, I guess his history of leading one of the enabling, one of the worst HIV outbreaks in Indiana's history. Mm-hmm. That doesn't, uh, you know, yeah. build confidence in uh, 
Believe, believe what you'd like about Mike Pence's politics. I think that we can all agree that he is underqualified to yeah. run a rapid response to a potential pan- pandemic in the United States. Yeah. Yeah. So one thing, like a couple of things that they said, so we can leave it on a high note. First yeah, of all, okay. kids are largely immune to this. Oh, okay, good. Um, and it's because the um, family of diseases that it's from, like the, it's, a, it's a coronavirus, it's not the coronavirus. Mm. Um, coronaviruses are closely related and kind of a member of the family of common colds. And they think that it might be because children are like exposed to so many germs um, in that family that mm. they just have like a higher immunity. So that's good to know. That's good to um, know. They said, uh, wash your hands a lot, 20 seconds. And anytime you walk in the door from being outside of the home, wash your hands, first thing. Uh, The guy said, if you are able, if you have any, like, incredibly important medication and you are able to sit on an extra month of it, do that. Mm. Oh, okay, shit. And, uh, I mean, you know, I mean, like if you're diabetic and like you have to have insulin, like I suggest that you probably get some extra just in case. And, uh, he also said to stock up on just kind of like medication you might need if you were sick or if like, you know, your office shut down for a week because multiple people were sick. Like, do you have stuff at home that you, the like, are there things that you would have at work that you don't have at home that you need apart from work? Or like, you know, if you got sick, heaven forbid it was coronavirus, but if you get sick, you're not leaving your house. Do you have enough food to be okay for a week? Mm. Sick. So he was like, you know, expect it to be like, expect people to be told if you are sick, we don't care what you have. Stay home. Yeah. Don't go to the grocery store. Don't go to work. Don't do anything. Stay in your home. So, yeah, just, you know, Uh, make sure that you have stuff that you need and wash your hands all the time. We've been we've been doing that because just because also it's just been flu season. Right. But also because of that. And so everywhere we go. I'm you know, I'm out and about all day with Supernatural Bear. But I have, um, you know, those like like hand, there's just nothing's on them, just hand wipes. Cause you know, just when he's going to eat something, I want his hands to be clean. But then yeah. I also have like this homeo, like this, uh, germ killer spray that I have and stuff. And then we get in the house, wash the hands. And another thing that people don't know when, when you're washing hands or you're spraying some shit on your hands, it, people always forget, neglect the top of your hands, the top of your fingers and the top of your hands. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So, so wash that shit. Um, so and, like, and don't touch your face. Oh yeah. I tell them all, I tell him that shit all the time, but you know, how kids are, but it's good yeah. to hear that, you know, <laughs> kids are pretty immune to it, but yeah, yeah, like that shit. And like, um, you know, my, my mobile office when the supernatural bears in Spanish immersion three days a week is, is a Starbucks. Right. Yeah. So I have to use the bathroom. So I wash my hands. Luckily they have some pretty fucking hot water, hot water, soap, you know, 20 seconds long. I do a long ass time. Then uh-huh. I get the paper, wipe it. And then I use a, another paper to open the handle <laughs> Yep. and then toss it away. And then I push through it. If I have to go out, you know what I'm saying? Yep. So I was like, I ain't touching that shit. Yeah. Motherfuckers. Yeah. Ugh. I know. So, you know, hopefully it's not going to be a big thing, but beware. 
Yeah, um, just be prepared. And in news of other things that I'm nerding nerding out about, this yeah, one is so, this one is so civilized. I want everyone to like pick up your nearest beverage and hold your pinky out. Uh, <laughs> Pinkies this is, up. This is once upon a tea nerd out. So I'm a big tea drinker. I don't drink coffee anymore. And what? Uh, nice. Yeah, I know. Well, it, it was the hardest thing I've ever given up. And I, still, <laughs> I still like, look, I have done like my share of drinking, smoking, um, all kinds of illicit substances. And I will tell you the hardest thing I ever gave up in my life was coffee. <laughs> How and, long ago has this been? Uh, 10 plus years. What? Maybe. For some reason, I thought you'd been drinking coffee. Mm-mm. No, 10, maybe even 15. Uh-huh. Yeah. Long, long time. Um, and, uh, it's because I was having, um, like ulcer issues mm. and, um, it makes it worse. Yeah. So, uh, anyhow, I drink tea now and I'm really obsessed with tea and I have my favorite, my favorite tea company, Adagio, big ups. Excuse. And, yeah. Right. And they have, they have special limited edition teas. Like they have seasonal stuff. They have a tea that's only available on the full moon. Uh-oh. Um, that is a really, really good Earl Grey. And um, I am excited as fuck because on Saturday, Saturday is a leap, is our leap year day. Yes. Right? And every leap year on the 29th of February, they have a tea that they release. And so I'm going to get some on Saturday. How about oh, that? Nice. Exciting, yeah. exciting. And that's, it's called Once Upon a Time? Um, no, it's Once called, it's called Brigadoon is oh, the Brigadoon. name, is the name of the tea. It is a Scottish breakfast tea. Oh, excuse me. It is named after the mythical land of Brigadoon that was like only, you could only get there on like, a, in a, in a, like when the moon was right. So mm. yeah, I'm pretty excited. Nice. Yeah. That's the big news from Southern Oregon. Big news. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> and on the, on the bird tip. Have you been bird watching? Yeah, I I have my bird feeder, but the starlings have taken over. Um, Mm. So I have stopped feeding it in the hopes that they will eventually lose interest in what's left there and go away. Uh, Ranger Ted has offered to purchase me a pellet gun so that I can take them out. Oh, okay. So when you get the pellet gun... Mm-hmm. Send me which one you got, what you guys buy, because we want to get one, because we're still having a raccoon situation over here, <laughs> and I'm over them, and I'm over okay. those motherfuckers. Okay. I was against it. He was like, from the jump, he was been looking for one. He's like, I don't want to kill him, but I want to hurt him. And then, um, yeah, I just had a recent situation, and I found one way they were getting in, and I covered it, and I was out with a shovel. I, I was doing work. I was doing work, guys. And I was just like, now I'm over. Me and one of them that got in, we had like a, a run around, so I was chasing them around the house with through the windows at night, spotting, like shining flashlights and shit. And I was just like, I'm over it. So I told them, I was like, get one. Let's do this. We need a fucking pellet gun. So are I, you getting it soon? I feel like a pellet gun might kill them. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. Um. Maybe. I don't want to do that. Maybe. Maybe paintball, like a paintball gun, but then that might also be messy. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. We've been doing research. Fuck yeah. Her. Yeah. So you're trying to kill these birds? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Kill them dead. <laughs> kill them dead. 
They're uh, an invasive species. Okay. <laughs> and my concern is that it's going, if I like miss them, it might like hit the house behind us, like go through the yard yeah, yeah. behind us or a window. And Ranger Ted's like, no, it'll be fine. And I'm like, I, I mean, is it really going to be fine? What if I break somebody's window? Yeah, true, true. So, um, yeah, but I really, yeah, I, I don't like starlings. They are not my favorites. Okay, uh, well, birding keep us going in, in your neck of the woods. How's what? How's birding going in your neck of the woods? Well, the reason why I brought it up is because I took, it was our anniversary, you know, we don't really do too much the, that type of shit, but the supernatural bear happened to be in class all day. So I took the OG Miosito, I took him to Sunnylands, the thing I told you that has that bird watching stuff. And what made me think of you is because we're sitting there, it's this gorgeous place. It's the Annenberg's property. Oh, uh-huh. You should definitely go one day. It's it's gorgeous. And you, there's a little cafe. And so we're, you know, eating outside. It's a beautiful day. And I, I was like, isn't this rad? And he's like, yeah, this is awesome. And I was like, so we're sitting there eating. All of a sudden, I saw this dope-ass bird. So, like, everything's green and everything like that. And then all of a sudden, I just see this gorgeous little bird. I was like, ooh, I got to I gotta ask T.I. And then I did the research, and they have bird-watching days there. But um, it was black with red. It was gorgeous. Ooh. And I was like, you see it right there? He goes, oh, yeah. And then it flew over to another. He goes, oh, my God. Like, he was impressed. He's like, oh, my. I go, I know. It's, so it looked like one of the, it's a little bird, but it was, like, black. And I think it had, like, r- the, the top of the body was red. Huh. Gorgeous. And I was like, oh, I got to ask her if she knows what that is. I'd never seen it before. No, but um, I'm going to do some Googling afterwards yes, and please. see if I can figure it out for you. Yes, it was gorgeous. So I was like, oh, she, so that was like, oh, and then I was telling him, I was like, yeah, she goes, pre watching. I go, she's like the youngest. She, I don't know if she still does that with the group. I go, but she was like the youngest bird watching thing or whatever. Um, I've been invited to go back out with um, the bird watching crew uh, by the super cool girl who runs it. Oh, yeah. Um, But it's like, you know, like, like, like many of my other hobbies, including like tea and you know, what else? <laughs> Skew it's a little like, bit older. It skews a little bit older. And so it's like, oh yeah, we're going out at like nine o'clock on Wednesday in the morning. And I'm like, and it's like three hours and I'm all sounds cool, but I got to work. And so what does she do? This is her job to do the bird watching yeah. show. So there is a franchisable store called Wild Birds Unlimited. What? Some of you guys listening know Wild Birds Unlimited for sure. <laughs> and it is, they just don't have a lot of them in West Hollywood. <laughs> and it's like bird food, bird houses, bird, hummingbird feeders, like all kinds of bird shit. And um, they do like bird talks and wow. bird talks and stuff like that. And so this lovely woman, it works there. And so I guess, I don't know if she gets paint to do it like if she's working but she leads these bird walks for local people can you guys just hang out and just youtube bird watch <laughs> like show me a bird on youtube show me another bird on youtube like that no like go on you guys go on the bird walks just oh, YouTube. yeah yeah oh yeah us too not youtube yeah uh, no 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 <laughs> uh you know maybe we could because we like each other i like her i'd like her to be my friend so yeah maybe sure We'll see. Stand by. Stay tuned. Up next. Maybe I'm going to be friends with her. Yeah. 
We're gonna okay, be- so so this is the bird. It's a red winged blackbird. Oh yeah, red winged blackbirds are great, and they have a very they have a really cool song. Oh really? How does it, how does it go? I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> Please. <laughs> but uh, I am. I bet now that you know that it's a red winged blackbird. Uh, I bet that not, you could pull it up or. Oh wait, sounds. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Can you hear that? No. Can you, you hear, hear that? that? No. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, now you now you know. Maybe <laughs> maybe if you're if you have some extra time, you can edit in a red wing black word. I will. I think I will. <laughs> and then I'll enter it right here. And a bunch of you guys, a bunch of you guys are going to hear it and be like, I know that. And then you're a bird nerd, too. Boom. Spread so- it. Spread it. <laughs> um, before we get into movies and things, I, I, w- I was ill. Let me just say, I was very ill prepared last time we recorded. And I brought up a book that I finally finished, The Bossy Ikby, I'm Telling the Truth But I'm Lying. And yep. there was a quote and I couldn't find it. And it was embarrassing. So I just wanted to, I found it. And I just wanted to say it or else it'll stress me out that I didn't do it. But so, you know, it's a, her story about finding out she was uh, bipolar. It's crazy and stressful, but it's short and it's, it's really great. And so this one quote, I highlighted a bunch of shit. This one quote was in the beginning and she's talking about her mom. Right. And then says the quote, it says, I forgive her always. Like her, she just has a interesting dynamic with her mom. Uh, her mom's an immigrant from, um, Africa and stuff like that. So she says, I forgive her always because how can you not forgive someone whose whole life was a sprint towards survival? Mm. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it's just, yeah. Generational trauma. Mm. And I, I think, I think a lot of us who are children of immigrants, you know, like whether it's a good relationship or not, it's like you, like, like for me, like you just like, what are these decisions that are being made right now at, from these adults, like, you know, these people. And it's just like, they're doing the best that they fucking can. And now older and now being a mom myself, I was like, yo, like, like my people were just trying to survive. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, they don't got time to do research. There was no, and you know, it was just like, they're just doing what they can. And so, you know, you forgive your mom, like you forgive your, your peoples. You're just like, oh yeah. Now I see. So anyways, that was a really good quote. I like that. Yeah. Because, like, every year when I post about my mom and mom's passing whatever, then uh, it's coming up on 25 years uh, next uh, in April, by the way, 25 years. Um, I always do this one post that (laughs) Mary J. Blige, who I love a lot, but one time, a long time ago, she was on Oprah on the Oprah show back in the days. And she was talking about her mom and, you know, like, I guess it's generational trauma there too. And, you know, Mary J. Blige was in an abusive relationship, I believe with, um, Casey from Jodeci and stuff like that. And huh. she was like, you know, saying how she had like a kind of a strange, a, a, a difficult relationship with her mom. And then she was just like, you know, I, for, she's like, I forgive her for everything and I blame her for nothing. And so I always do that every year because that's what it is. Like, you're just like, okay, you yeah. know, they're just trying to survive. So yeah. anyways, I thought I'd, I thought I'd, you know, be a little prepared and, and make up for last week to let you guys know about that, 
quote from that book. Um, and then any books on your side? Uh, I know you're going to be shocked to learn that I'm still reading The Witcher. Mm. But great you got news. your hands on it. Great news. Well, no, I'm still reading the first one. Oh, okay. But uh, I purchased the second one because I was like, whatever, I'm over it. So I have one more chapter to go. I'm nearly done. I'll probably finish it tonight. And then I think I'm going to roll right into the next one because I've been really, I've been really digging the Witcher world and I want to read um, the book after at least one more book before I watch the show on Netflix. But nice. I'm really excited about that whole thing. Nice. Yeah. I'll keep you guys posted. Yeah. Keep you posted. I like, I want to get a book that does that to me. I'm reading the patron saints of nothing and I kind of just read it here and there. It doesn't grab I'm interested, but it doesn't grab my attention where I want to be like, <gasps> like I want more and more and more. Uh-huh. So I, you know, I was thinking about how much more I stare at my stupid phone and watch TV rather than read now versus five years ago, 10 years ago. Oh yeah. I used to be like avid reader, like books for yeah. days. Yeah. yeah. I suck. <laughs> but you know what I do? I watch movies. And guys, and I, saw, I saw a couple movies. All right, let's talk about them. What we got? Um, I saw Judy. Oh, I want to see that. Was it good? Was it worth all the rage? Yeah, I thought so. I really liked okay. it. I, I thought okay. that Renee Zellweger, who I do not care for IRL, was mm-hmm. really good and Ooh. like uncannily looked, acted, sounded like her. Like it was, it was truly uncanny. Um, yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was good. I learned a lot that I did not know about her. Mm. Um, Ranger Ted learned that Liza Minnelli is her child. Wow. <laughs> Welcome to 2020, Ranger Ted. <laughs> he was all, wait, can you hit pause? I was like, yeah. He was like, that's Liza Minnelli. I'm like, yeah. He's like, that's her daughter. I'm like, cool. <laughs> For somebody, for a guy who has, whose like best friends are, are mostly gay, you, yeah, you really, never knew that. you're asleep at the wheel right now. Oh, he's letting <laughs> his friends down. Yeah, seriously. Um, so yeah, I liked it. I recommend it. And, um, the movie that I saw that's perhaps slightly more timely is I finally saw the Har- the Harley Quinn movie. Oh, uh, was it fun? Good timers? It was, it was fun. Yeah. It wasn't really fun. Uh, it was fun. Um, would you recommend I recommend rental? Uh, yeah. 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 It's worth seeing. Okay. Um, but don't run right out and don't pay money. How about that? All right. Well, <laughs> um, I do think like not to be all like, you know, I, I'm not, totally not trying to keep the sisterhood down. But Margot Robbie, like, I mean, first of all, she's exquisitely beautiful. And I'm just, I'm kind of impressed that she pulls off, like, such a, like, young and physical role. And, like, sister's in her 30s, right? She's got to be in her 30s. Yeah, I think so. But, like, I mean, she looks great and she's in awesome shape because you can, you can totally tell that, like, the better stunts are not done by her. But Mm. the smaller stunts are her. And She's 29. Oh, really? She'll be 30 this year. Okay. Well, then I'm less impressed, but still. Um, (laughs) And it's very, like, candy-coated explosion of, like, pastel rainbow neon happiness. Okay. Um, 
And there are, there's kind of tonality issues and some inconsistencies and some plot holes, but whatever. It was. Was it too long for you? No, I didn't. Okay. I didn't ever think that wow. it was too long. Yeah. Well, there's that. It was also pretty short. <laughs> so <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I would be shocked if it was longer than probably much longer than 90 minutes. Maybe like okay. 100 minutes. Yeah. Perfect time. Yeah. Perfect amount of time. Um, I'm curious if anyone else, I know that our um, sometimes guest and friend of the podcast, Lilium, I know that yes. she saw it and enjoyed it. I yeah, she did. It's fun. I wonder if anyone else listening saw it and what you thought. And yeah, what did you think? If, I want to hear what, what do, if any dudes went to go see it and what they thought. Yeah, I don't, it definitely didn't feel like, there was no part of it that felt like, you know, there was no like raised fist f- feminist manifesto like kind yeah. of stuff going on. So it seemed it seemed to me pretty accessible for dudes. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um. So that was that. But then also Ranger Ted has been uh, out of town this week at a um, at a work thing, professional oh. professional training. Okay. So. I have been able to binge watch a bunch of stuff that I want to watch and he doesn't. Yeah. Let's, let's start. I'll, I'll kick it off. Uh, yeah, good do girls. it. Good girls. Okay. I've mentioned this before. This is the one with like Christina Hendricks. Yes. From and Mad she, Men fame. Yes. And she plays like soccer mom turned, uh, crime kingpin. Okay. And, uh, I find it, it's, the first season, I I wouldn't say I like the second season as much as the first season, but I like the first season a whole lot. And the second season was still pretty darn enjoyable. So it's like, it's probably, you know, it's, it's, it has a little bit more of a subversive fist in the air feminist manifesto-ness to it than Harley Quinn did. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, the women are really interesting characters. The men are really interesting characters. Mm. Um, it's like, it's, it's kind of exciting. It's cliffhangers. It's one of those ones that like an episode ends and you're like, well, got to keep watching. And at least for me. And, uh, I just think it's, it's really, it's well done. I like the acting. The story is pretty good. Um, the characters are like compelling. There's plenty of people that you, that you love. There's people you love to hate. Um, yeah, I, I love good girls. And where, where are you watching? You're watching on, uh, it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Oh, it's on Netflix. Oh, okay. It's, uh, it's maybe NBC. It's NBC. It's NBC for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, at the conclusion of the season, they roll it over within a couple of months to Netflix. So boom, there you go. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. I, um, I like her. I just haven't just got into, I haven't watched an episode, but I like her. I follow her. I follow, follow Retta. Oh yes. Uh huh. I follow her. So that's why I know what's happening. And then they post, they post during when the show's on, they post like little snippets or whatever. And I liked that Latino guy, that hot Latino guy. Yeah. I don't know what his role is. Neck tattoo. Yeah. He was fine. I followed him for a little bit on Instagram. I was like, who the fuck is that? Yeah. I was like, okay. Weird. Um, okay. What else? What else are you watching? Um, I am, uh, 
on on the start on a similar tip, I am about halfway through the second season of Killing Eve. Okay, how's that going? Uh, I don't like it as much as I like the first season, but much like Good Girls, I just really like the characters and I like the acting. Mm-hmm. And I think that the woman who plays Villanelle, who is the spoiler alert serial killer that Eve is trying to bring to justice. Uh-huh. Dot, 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 question mark, question mark, is uh, she should have won an Emmy because that woman switches between 800 accents and personas so effortlessly. It's like, it is a delight to watch. Oh, wow. Yeah. And she is like, um, I, I have studied a little bit about um, psychopaths, sociopaths. Yeah. And she plays one so well with like, and it's written so well, like clearly somebody has done their homework because like the sort of the narcissism and the vulnerability a little bit, but mostly it's vulnerability that's hiding something underneath it. And mm. like, you just never trust anything that she says. And then sometimes she's so straightforward. Like it's just such a great character. I love Villanelle and she's so terrible. She's awful. She is a mass murderer. <laughs> so but you care for her yeah but and i like i don't want to hang out with her but yeah, i yeah, really yeah. enjoy watching her on my tv screen um so yeah i really like killing you did you watch the first season of that no i haven't watched any of it i well, know i have a lot of friends that watch it and love it but no you no know that one of the writers or creators is um phoebe uh waller bridge yeah 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 from yeah Fleabag. Yeah, that's probably one of the only reasons why I would watch want to watch it. Yeah, because I heard it's kind of like it's good, but I, it's kind of Cornsville kind of too. Uh, I mean, a, it's a little bit, a little bit. It doesn't take itself too seriously, but yeah. I don't, I don't think it's Cornsville. I actually think that like there's moments when um, Sandra O's character is very like, wait, what, like for real right now? That's like such a gut check. <laughs> When it's like things are like things are like, oh my gosh, it's so like pulpy and whatever. And then she just brings it brings it back to reality by being like, Are we being serious right now? And you're like, Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't th- I don't think of it as corny. I liked it. I okay. continue to like it. And I will continue liking the next probably four episodes before I'm done with the season. And what's the is it gonna be a third season? I imagine there will be. Okay. All right. Uh, so yeah, I've been watching those. And then, um, one thing that I mentioned a while ago that I didn't finish, but I just finished it. And I want everyone to know about is the kingdom. And it is a, um, let's see, how do I describe it? And a sprawling historic political epic zombie movie that takes place in Korea. Oh, excuse. And it has, like, beautiful costuming, great acting, crazy action, like, falls to the wall, oh, my fucking God, zombies. Are there hot Korean guys in it? Yeah. Okay. Like, one, one and a half. Okay. Uh, And there there are some great, like, martial arts fighting. There is, um, like big, it's like big, beautiful shot, like a big, beautiful epic costumes are beautiful. The locations are like insane and like so gorgeous. It is. And it's super riveting and exciting. I love the kingdom and it's only, I think six episodes. 
Okay. I could do six episodes and I'm looking at the cast and I like what I see. Yeah. And I love period piece and I, know. I love Korean Everything shit. So you like, yeah, I, I'm one- going to have to add that right shit right now. The one caveat I will offer is okay. that it's subtitles. So, although it is, it. Dubbed, you can get it dubbed. So, you know, I, don't, I hate when it's dubbed. Okay. I, I'm not sure if you can undub it, but anyway, I get, I do it with subtitles and with dubbing and I just read the subtitles. Um, but the dubbing's pretty decent and yeah, it's super good. Okay. I, I just added it to my video. list. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what about you? What are you watching? Uh, what about no Treme? Oh yeah. Treme. Uh, yes. I, we've been watching Treme. That is our, that's been the household watch. Oh, that's a household watch. Okay. Um, Treme is, uh, as most of you, many of you probably know, um, it takes place in New Orleans. It's by the guy that did the wire and the deuce and generation kill. And, um, it's all about post Katrina New Orleans and, and sort of like the months and years after Katrina hit. And, um, I lived in New Orleans for about a year, uh, pre Katrina. And I think that I, I, there are a couple of reasons that I never watched Treme and part of it was, I just figured that it would be totally bogus and they wouldn't get it right. And what, and it's like, whatever you seem like it's at new Orleans. It's always portrayed the same way, but we finally watched it and, uh, I am really, really enjoying it. I, um, I have a couple of quibbles with how it's being with like their portrayal of the Treme neighborhood. Mm. Um, like there's this sort of like white hipster guy who lives in Treme and he's like super buddy, buddy with all of his neighbors. And look, I was a total dumbass when I, and I'm still a total dumbass when I lived yeah. in New Orleans, but like, I would not even my black friends in New Orleans would have been like, dude, don't walk around at the Treme. <laughs> and I know that things were different after Katrina for sure. And like continued to be increasingly different. And that's one of the topics of the story is, um, you know, the poor black people were pushed out, fled, didn't have anywhere else to go, ended up in Houston, Chicago, Atlanta, the sort of New Orleans diaspora of um, kind of quote unquote lower class. And then they never reopened many of the projects uh, a lot of the homes were tear were teardowns, and then um, people came in. White people came in and built new homes, and a lot of the areas were gentrified. And the in New Orleans is very very different now than it was pre Katrina. I bet. Oh, I bet. Different. A lot of shifts. Yeah, and you know, it's like now where once there was you know a liquor store on a corner in a crappy neighborhood, it's now a Whole Foods. Shit. So it's kind of interesting seeing the like ground zero immediate aftermath and in true David Simon fashion, he's the creator. He, I knew that he asked a whole lot of people to be, um, uh, sort of, uh, subject matter experts for it. Anthony Bourdain was a consultant on it. Um, mm-hmm. there's a lot of, there's this one scene cause one of the women has a restaurant and, uh, one of the characters and, um, a bunch of New York chefs come in. It's like, it's, uh, Eric Colicchio or Tom Colicchio and Eric, um, oh, why am I blanking on his name? Um, uh, uh, yeah. Eric, 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 um, repair, repair. Yes. Yeah. 
and Wiley Dufresne and like all these people come in oh, yeah. and it's like, and so it's like kind of funny. And then with the musicians, there's a lot of new Orleans musicians, Kermit reference. Yeah. Who I love yeah. went to go see a whole bunch when I was there. Like Kermit's kind of a co-star. And so it's, I really like the way they use local actors, local musicians, local chefs, local that like in every episode, there's people that I'm like, Oh yeah, I know that person. I saw them. Yeah. Or, oh, yeah, that guy owns a couple of restaurants or whatever. Yeah, they had that like, one guy who I loved, but something happened with them recently that's from there. Uh, he was on one of the episodes. He has, like, long blonde, like, not long blonde hair, but kind of, like, bowl cut kind of sort of. I forget his name. Okay. You know who I'm talking about if I, if I tell you, but he's on there. Yeah, I, I really love the show. Um, yeah. I watched it maybe, maybe, maybe right after it finished, maybe, and then I watched it on, you know, um, but I love, I don't know. He does it. I don't know why I'm like enthralled by all his shows. Cause it's such yeah. like, like a day in a life kind of situation. Like you're just watching these things unfold, like fly on the wall type of shit. And it's just, I don't know. just so interesting. So I loved, I loved watching all those. Yeah. Yeah. I, we're definitely enjoying it. And I think, uh, apropos of nothing that when we are done with this, we're probably going to turn off the HBO for a while. Yeah. Uh... You don't watch Insecure? Um, you know, I watched the first, like, two seasons, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then halfway through the third season, I was kind of like, mm, but yeah. I should probably go back. I yeah, it's coming, coming on April. So we've been waiting a long, long time. So I'm just going to keep it. I'm just going to keep it going. Yeah. Well, we want to add in. I'm sorry. One of us wants to add in CBS so that we can uh, watch Star Trek. Wait, you don't, you don't, that antenna didn't work for you? Did you get another one? No. Get another one from Amazon. I'm going to get, I'm going to replace the antenna, but it doesn't, um, like, I don't want to be home at a certain time to watch something. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Mm, Got it, got it. So we're going to get CBS. I think it's just like $15 a month or something and like binge Uh. watch Picard and the new Star Trek and whatever. Got it. Got it. Um, so that's, that's my whole TV watching life. It's been, I must say, it's been really enjoyable just being able to binge watch whatever I want this week while <laughs> he is out of town. <laughs> freedom, uh, a little bit of freedom. A little bit of freedom. Uh, so I binge watch high fidelity, the oh, new high okay. fidelity on you on Hulu, which stars, um, Zoe Kravitz. And so they flipped it. So the main character is a female. It was created by two, two created and written by two women. Um, and I was just like, Oh, let me just see what this is about. I enjoyed it. It was fun. Um, you know, Oh, you know who, who did this music supervision? Who? One of our, I'd say loosely, not really a friend of mine kind of anymore, but, um, Anjali, her brother Manish, oh, you know, yeah, he, does, yeah. uh-huh. he does music supervision. He did like girls and da da da. So they did this. So the music's on point. And then they had other consultants like Questlove and, you know, so they got to work with all these like crazy music history experts, you know, buffs so they could, you know, because, you know, if you remember the original film, they're like, you know, having these different arguments and they have all these different points talking about music and music history. Like you have to really kind of sound like, you know, what you're talking about. Yeah. So I, I, it was it was it was fun. So I watched I binged it and then I watched High Fidelity again. Uh huh. How is that? And I was like, oh, it, it kind of holds up. 
And and maybe because I had just watched the show, but I don't know. I recommend it, especially if you're a music music kind of freak. If you're into like all different types of music, it's fun. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I I um I actually I, I'm not a huge Nick Hornsby fan, but I really liked High Fidelity the book, and I was pleased when I heard that What's His Noodle was going to be in that one. Um. Uh. Wade Dobler. What's his name? Uh, the lead guy in it. Cusack. Oh, Cusack. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was super excited that he was going to be, that he was going to be in that. Um, Cause I thought he was perfect. Yeah. He was perfect in that yeah. for sure. He was an executive. And then now re- looking, watching it again, you know, you were looking at the credits and stuff. He was an executive producer on that. Yeah. Nice. Huh. Yeah. So yeah, I recommend it. Like if you need a little something, you know, I don't know. It was nice to start. I think I started like on a Sunday or something. I don't know. And it was fun. I was like, Oh yeah, I'm interested. I want to see what happens. Um, and then, um, people had been, you know, lack of representation when, you know, when you don't get a lot of representation out there in these streets, <clears throat> something comes on, you just like, fuck it. I need to watch it. But this show has been out for a, a couple of seasons. And I, first of all, I don't have stars. So that was reason number one. Yeah. And um, a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, kind of it's kind of like a guilty pleasure to watch this. This show is Vida. Um, And it's about um, a Latino family in Boyle Heights. The mom dies. So the two daughters have to come back and they're kind of bougie. One's in Chicago. One was in San Francisco and they have to come back and you know, come back to the neighborhood and deal with all this shit. Um, it's very LGBTQ plus friendly, which is great. And so like a friend was like, Oh, you should watch Vida. And I was like, Oh, okay, maybe. And they're like, Oh, there's a stars like promo where it's like five bucks or oh, whatever per month. I was going to say, cause that's usually kind of expensive. That's why I never watch it. Yeah. But right now it's like, I don't know if it's still going on, but it's like five bucks for the first three months. And then you go to a regular fee. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll watch it. And then I was like, what? Nobody told me that Vida was uh, soft corn porn. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> like... I was like, what is happening right now? <laughs> Strap on? On Homeboy? Oh. Oh. What, what is happening right now? So, yeah, but it is it's it is fun. It's pretty fun to watch. Um, and it's interesting because. I mean, soft corn porn. It better be fun to watch. You know, and it's not every episode, but I was just like, Yo, word? Oh, we like an ass right now on TV. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Oh, so okay. it's it's oh. it's interesting. Um, I know that they, we can't, beggars can't be choosy. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't get that much and people make a big fuss and they overanalyze shit. Just let, just let it live. Like it is what it is. We all have to start somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Like, like for African Americans, you know, when, when their show, when certain shows started, there was, you know, it was a certain vibe and now they're able to, they have more people in the industry to represent and in higher places and directors and writers. So they're able to get shows that are on another level. Right. And we, we, everyone starts somewhere and I feel like we just need to start somewhere. So this is a start. Um, it's giving a lot of, um, there's a lot of like kind of controversy too, cause it's about talking about gentrification in the show and mm-hmm. also talking about how the show is gentrifying that neighborhood and stuff like that. So I don't know. It's very interesting. Season three is going to start, I think in April. Um, I binge that shit 
like like no nobody's business. I think in like a day or two while I was working and stuff, I was just like, what? And I was like, oh, word. And I had I had it like so like say I'm cooking. I had to make sure that the iPad was was not in view. So like all of a sudden the supernatural bear comes over for a snack and he sees like fucking <laughs> strap-ons. Strap-ons in the booty. Like you know what I'm saying? Like Yeah. So <laughs> So yeah, so I'm enjoying it. I'm looking forward to what happens um, you know, the next next season. Um, and then Hentify just started. That's on Netflix. That's a Netflix original. And that is, I believe America Ferrera is an executive producer, and I think she also directed um one a couple of the episodes. But that's that's fun. It's really fun. It's about gentrification in Boyle Heights again. Um, and it has a really good I, I mean, it's not like the best show ever, but it's like I feel it's a st- another start and another way to show representation of a bunch of different types of Latinos that uh-huh. are living in Boyle Heights that are represented in a good way, in a positive light, in a real way. Um, the main character, uh, the grandfather in there, he's played by, fuck, I forget his name, but a veteran actor, and he played, uh, he was in Narcos, Mexico. So it's all, it's in Spanish with with subtitles, but then they speak you know they speak English and I don't, I don't know. There's a lot of beautiful moments, funny moments, relatable moments, and I recommend. Uh, and it, I feel like it also it's it's called Hentify because it j- deals with um, gentrification of Boyle Heights, and I feel like it um, it kind of shows how fucking complex it is. You know what I'm saying? Like not just, it's not just black and white. Like, Oh, here's these, you know, non Latinos, mostly white people just coming in and taking up these spaces, but also like, how, how are you contributing to that? What, what do you have to do as a business owner, owner in the neighborhood to compete? You know what I'm saying? And, and evolve and shit like that. So I don't know. It's very interesting. I think I have like a couple of more episodes um, to finish that. But yeah, like I'm just like, we can't be too, too critical on these shows. I know we're like crabs in a barrel, but let us just live. Like, get this shit out. Hire these actors. Hire the production people. Like, we need more of that shit so that we have people in higher places so we can have quality fucking you know, representation on there. Like something that not just that we're just not like starving for that we're going to support, but stuff that's that represents us in so many different lights um, and not stereotypical lights where it's something that everyone can enjoy. And then, oh, they just happen to be Latino. You know what I'm saying to you? Yeah. Well, and I, um, I'd have to go back and find it, but I saw an interview somewhere with the couple, I think it is, who developed the show, like the writer creators. And this is, they were like first timers to this. And they're like, I mean, quote unquote, middle-aged, they're probably in their like late thirties, forties, maybe based on the picture Mm -hmm. I saw. Yeah. And they were just, and it was a interesting article. I didn't, I just kind of skimmed it. because I was like, Oh, I haven't heard of that. Um, but yeah, it was like their first time thing and they like, they had a bunch of offers when they did a presentation of it and all like all the different networks were like, yeah, 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 we want this. And they went with FX and, uh, yeah, that was kind of on my to check out list. So I'm glad that you have seen it and think that it's good. Yeah. On Netflix, easy breezy. Um, yeah, I recommend, I totally, I totally recommend that. And then I think that's it, but I just started watching our favorite time of year and our favorite section of the voice, the blinds. Oh, okay. Is what, is that on Hulu? 
it's it's on NBC, but yeah, you can watch it on Hulu. Um, I'm gonna so that. this week it just started this week, <laughs> so you're only you only missed two. Okay, uh, that's the tears. Best. They're gonna be tears. That is the best show to have when I'm doing the kind of work that I like, which unfortunately right now is not that much. But when I am doing the kind of work that like I can have something going on in the background, like sort of boring stuff, like that's my favorite thing to have because. You know, I kind of like lift my head up, watch the like couple minutes where they talk about like, this is Joe. He's been, he was raised in the church and whatever. And they tell the story and his mom died and they tell the whole story and you're like, oh, okay. And then like, you know, I'll kind of put my head down and then they'll sing and I'm either like, yeah, that's okay. Or like, oh my God, that's amazing. And then, yeah, just the best thing. No, that's exactly what I did. I had a crazy week where I was working every moment I had. And then it was like, you know, then it, you know, for me, it's like dinner time. And then it's like, no work's getting done. So it's dinner time, da, 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 put, put homeboy to sleep. And then I have to get back to work. And it's perfect because I was in a stage of this project where, I already knew what I was doing, so I didn't have to. I wasn't in a concept phase, so I already kind of knew what I had to do, and so I was. That's I did exactly the same thing. I was just like I had it on, and and just was working, and then I'll if I could stop and listen to some sad stories, I'd cry, I'd laugh at our man, you know, Blake, who's amazing, and I was like, oh, I just want to have a drink with him, and please don't let him be a Trump supporter, um, and I just want to like hang out with him, and then um, they have a new judge, one of the Jonas brothers. Oh yes, uh huh. How's he? He's a little, he's a little too much, a little too intense, a little too. I don't know. He has this. I'm interested for you to watch it because I want, I want to see what your take is on him. But he's like, he kind of like is doing a little too much. But I don't know if it's he's he's trying to step it up because he's new. You know, it's like kind of like being hazed or something like that. I don't know. He's just talking too much and doing a little extra. And I'm just like, sit the fuck down. You you didn't even turn for her. Yeah. <laughs> Like, don't be talking. Don't don't take a bunch of time to talk. You didn't even turn for her. That's like null and void. Like, just keep it moving. And I was like, oh, he's too intense. Um, is, he, who's is he Mr. Sansa Stark? No, he's the one who married the Indian chick where they're having weddings. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Where they have like uh, where they've had like a thousand weddings. Yeah, him. <laughs> he's too much. Yeah. Um, he's a little. Somebody too much. who has a thousand weddings is too much. Yeah, anyway. too much. Um, but yeah, so that's back on girl, get on it so we can discuss. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll <laughs> uh, but that's it. I think, oh, this is us, you know, always. Oh, yeah. How's your, how's your, this is us. So fucking good, man. So fucking good. And that's the show <laughs> that I told you that I watch in real time commercials and everything. I, I make sure I'm home at that time and ready and I'm by myself. I kick Osito out to the curb, to another room, and I have the living room all to myself. So he's not and, in that gallery? Yeah, because he'll be like, just make fun of me. He'll be like, are you crying? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I don't need that shit. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. um, so so I watch it, and then I check in with Dalen. I'm like, you ready? Are we doing it live? And he's, she's like, yeah. And then she'll like, she's like, I'm trying to make it home. She's like, I made it. I'm like, cool. And then we'll like live text. <laughs> comment and then we'll be like every, every the, it, it was not it didn't start off this good this season we're like what happened to our show and then ever since then it's been like ah oh. so e- at the end of every show we just text each other this fucking show this show <laughs> they have really maintained their quality um yeah. from the get-go and they must be on what season four five I have no fucking idea but i'm there i'm fucking there for it and i'm sad there's only like three or four episodes left or something like that. But, um, 
Yeah, it's back in full effect, kids. This is us. If you've never seen us start from the beginning and have a box of tissues next to you, and it's just so good. Um, what You know what it is? The writers are really good of, like, shit you just kind of, like, notice about characters, right? That they just kind of do, like, oh, you, you get to know them. So you're like, oh, this person does this. this, person does this. But then they'll bring do an episode where they're like, oh, this fucking means something? And oh, shit, that's why Homeboy does that. They'll do a flashback to when they're kids. Ah. Oh, my God, that's why he does that. This is amazing. Like, oh, my God. Like, you know, and it's, I don't know, it's it's fucking great. And then fucking Mandy fucking Moore. Uh Uh-huh. I I probably mentioned this before, but she needs to, she she doesn't get nominated or uh, or she I think maybe once she got nominated and she didn't win. She needs to fucking get nominated next year for everything and she needs to fucking win everything because this bitch she <laughs> acts her young self back in the 90s like she's supposed to be young, right? And then she acts middle-aged and then she acts really old like to, if she was alive today, she would be old Rebecca. Her name's Rebecca on there. She's uh-huh. the mom and the makeup crew is on point. She doesn't look like fake old. She looks just old like she, like we're in the future and we're seeing Mandy more old. Uh-huh. Like it's incredible like her neck is cr- and the way she moves, she moves differently. Huh. She's fucking phenomenal. Okay. So you're just like, what the fuck? Give her all the fucking awards. So yeah, just for the, those reasons, watch it. Um, plus the guy, Justin Hartley, who's a basic white boy. Um, we have fallen in love with him, with the okay. basic boy, and <laughs> he's fucking fine. Okay. So yeah, so there's that. Um, yeah, anything else? No, gosh, that's that's everything that I have. There's kind of a lot going on right now. You know, we're not getting coronavirus. We're drinking our tea and we're watching a lot of TV, guys. A lot of TV, whenever possible. You know what? Because everything's burning down around us. We got (laughs) to lift our spirits or or have those escapes or some fucking shit. Um, All right, then. Then let's wrap it up. And then we'll next time we see you guys or talk to you guys, it'll be Marchy March. March. Yeah. Take care, guys. All right, then. Peace out, nerds. Natural Bear here. Um, new website coming out soon. It's going to be epic. So, see you there. Allspark. Copyright Allspark Engineers. Later!